The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello out there, Round Ball Stew Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Round Ball Stew Podcast. This is Jared Johnson, by the way, and I will be hosting today's pod, where I'll later be joined by Mr. Bradley Stonebreaker to discuss the latest happenings with free agency in full swing. But before I bring in the Stonebreaker... I'd just like to touch on some of the biggest news that came out yesterday. Kevin Durant has officially demanded a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) This news broke just a day after Kyrie Irving agreed to return to the team. So after a brief bout of normality, we have returned to the utter chaos that can be described as the Brooklyn Nets. Now, KD doesn't have a ton of leverage in where he might go. He's still got four years left on his deal, and Brooklyn's going to take the best offer they can get. But with KD wanting out, I would assume the Nets would like Kyrie to follow him out that door. This is an absolute mess. But one of the bright spots is we might finally be ready for Nick Claxton season. If Brooklyn does decide to go through a full rebuild, this seems like a kid you want to build around. Now, it's still early in free agency. A lot of things can happen. But currently, Claxton is the only center under contract with the team. And he showed us some really nice flashes last season. Per 36 minutes, this young man put in averages of 15.2 points, 9.8 rebounds, and 1.9 swats per contest. So obviously, there's a ton of upside here. And it might be finally time for the 23-year-old to shine. Now... Without further ado, let's bring in the Stonebreaker and discuss the rest of the major free agency news. I want to start in Miami, Brad. Uh, Victor Oladipo, he is returning to Miami on, I think, a one-year deal. And he showed us some nice little spurts towards the end of last season. And then even in the playoffs, he basically completely replaced Duncan Robinson in the rotation. But as we all know, (laughs) extremely small sample size. The regular season, he only had nine games, although he did conclude the regular season with that beautiful, what was it, a 40-piece? I think it was a 40-piece. Seven, two steals, five threes. How do you feel about Victor Oladipo? I know it's been a very... uh, We've been talking about him negatively for a long time, but I feel like this is the first time we can kind of get some any sort of positive spin on him. So how do you feel about Vic returning to Miami? And, and also, would you do you think that uh, Duncan Robinson is basically going to be out of the rotation next season? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Old Depot earns Spolster's trust 
in that postseason. I think it was game three of the conference finals. Jimmy got hurt. Old Depot did not play a single second in that first half, and they played 20 minutes in the second half and had like four or five steals or something. And I think from that point on, or e- even before that, honestly, it was kind of more so Depot over Robinson. The, su- the off season's long. The summer's long. I think anything could happen regarding Robinson getting back in that rotation. He's not the best fantasy guy anyway, even when he is playing heavy minutes. He's really just a threes guy. So I'm not too high on Robinson, regardless if he gets back in it. And as for Depot, yeah, he did have a couple of big games. That one you mentioned, that season finale, 40-10-7 and five threes, something like that. He could be a nice steals guy. I think he's one of those guys that's more important in real life, like as a defender, than he is for, for fantasy managers. But if he's floating there in a deep league in the last round, I think there are worse ways you could go. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think he's a guy that... Uh, I would necessarily reach towards, but this is like one of the first years in a really long time that I'm even thinking about him uh, as a, as a fantasy player. Mm -hmm. We're just going to kind of run through the major free agency stuff that's happened. I think the most disappointing free agency signing I saw, Mr. Chris Boucher, (laughs) returning Uh, to Toronto, returning to the place where he can't find minutes. Uh, They did give him a nice, gave him a nice deal. But I don't know. It's just basically with him returning to Toronto, also Thaddeus Young back there. Uh, like, I I held on to him way too long last season. I don't even want to draft him next year. How do you feel about Mr. Chris Boucher staying in Toronto? Yeah, I mean, it's almost $12 million a year a year for Boucher. It's not, I mean, it's not a ton, but it's not chump change by, by any means in the league. I... I feel like if I draft him this season, he's going to go back to like 20 minutes a game. But if I don't, he's going to play 30 and be like a third round guy. So, and I (laughs) seriously see both scenarios being realistic, probably the former more realistic, knowing that Nick Nurse is his coach and he doesn't really, he's not the biggest Boucher fan uh, in all the land. I I mean, Boucher generally did well last year when one one or more of the main guys was sitting. That could have been Ananobi. That could have been Fred Van Vliet. Like he just needs like that extra kind of usage and those extra minutes to go to play uh, better and put up useful stats. I mean, but he's a little too unreliable for my liking. The upside is definitely there. I mean, shot blocking threes, everything. But if you look at his, his game log from last season is just a, a nightmare. Like he had like, almost four straight oh, double doubles at some point in March. <laughs> then he had like six and four and five and three. Like, I, I don't know. There's no like rhyme or reason to my knowledge, except for the what I said about maybe a guy missing a, a game or two here. But uh, I, I, I'm i a fan of his game and especially his fantasy game. But until I see him play consistent minutes at the five, I, I'll probably let someone else uh, take, take the gamble on him. Yeah, and they, we still have Nick Nurse's favorite, Kem Birch there, Precious Achua's <laughs> there. But here's an interesting thing. OG Ananobi's been in a lot of trade rumors. Let's say that he winds up going somewhere else. Would that make you slightly more excited about Boucher, or you don't think? do you think that that doesn't really impact him? It's more of a Scotty Barnes thing. I would say slightly. Not too much, but slightly. This morning, actually, the Raptors did sign Otto Porter to a deal. Oh yeah. yeah, that made that that does factor into my answer. Not that Otto Porter is going to totally ruin Boucher, but it's just another another guy at a forward spot that can take his minutes. So either which way, I I think I still kind of 
stand firm at the end eh, like the, the whole man like stands up but basically that's yeah. that's how i feel about boucher yeah um, i feel like i i felt like when i saw that sign i was like oh maybe that kind of means that og might be gone but auto porter is going to take those minutes so yeah. eh, i don't know i was really i wanted to see him go somewhere we all know that he can be a stud but yeah. not gonna happen uh so we got anthony simons staying in portland uh another disappointing one and we had my beloved Gary Payton II also joining Portland. Is there any hope for Simons to replicate what he did last season with Lillard healthy and with GP2 joining this team? I want to say yes, because I love Simons. I love his game. But playing next to Dame is just a huge, huge I feel like everyone's going to see a bit of a dip in that but I, I assume he's going to start next to Dame I don't think they're going to pay him 25 million a year to come off the bench but it you know that's who, true who knows? who knows plus Simons what he averaged 17.3 points uh shot over 40 percent from three last season I think maybe those are replicable numbers maybe a small dip in scoring but his fantasy game otherwise is not that exciting I think a lot of managers might see the the scoring as like a huge like oh like this guy can this guy gets buckets like he's a good fantasy guy and I'm guilty to that sometimes too of course but I think when you look at his his numbers it's a little bit underwhelming and I think he's just going to be or remain rather just a late round guy for some points and threes and okay percentages I suppose yeah and for Peyton I didn't even get there three years 28 million his steals rate, on the other hand, very opposite to Simon's. His steals rate is very, very good. And I think if he can carve out 18, 20 minutes, which I think could be possible, it's, it's hard to tell. They have a lot of guards, but a lot of them are just the right. there's the Keon Johnsons, the Brandon Williams, who we probably won't see this season as much as we did last in Portland silly season last year. So I think if you totally miss yeah. on steals towards the end of your drafts, I think you could get one, 1. 1.2 maybe more if uh, from Peyton if he does uh, play ample minutes. Yeah, we're like a 14-team league kind of guy, but yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Portland's depth chart. I do think that Simons could start, so I'm feeling a little bit uh, more optimistic because they really have no one at small forward. I assume that you could just slide Josh Hart to small forward, and then you have a starting lineup of Dame, Simons, Hart, Jeremy Grant, and uh, potentially Nurkic. He hasn't resigned yet, I don't believe. That makes the most so, sense. I'm actually a little bit more excited now, now that I, <laughs> now that I thought that through. You're, you're, talking, <laughs> you're talking yourself into it. I love it. <laughs> I talk myself into it, and if it goes wrong, I am blaming the Stonebreakers, so that's on you uh, now. <laughs> that's cruel. That's cruel. <laughs> okay. We had Mo Bamba, another, another guy returning. Mo Bamba's returning to Orlando. This I was not excited about because of uh, Paolo Bancaro. This team has all centers. They're just all centers plus Markel Fultz. Traditionally, the number one pick puts up fantasy numbers. I am skeptical of that happening this season with how much stuff is going on. Now, you know, maybe Orlando decided to re-sign Mo because they didn't want to lose him for nothing. Maybe that he could still be traded. But there's still Jonathan Isaac. There's Franz Wagner. There's Wendell Carter Jr. 
how does the rookie find consistent minutes? It's uh, It's been the question of the last couple of weeks, I think. Uh, it's just like, where is the number one overall pick going to find minutes, which is not a question that we ask very often. I feel like usually goes to a bad team, which right. Orlando is, but carves out a role pretty much right yeah, away. I'm beginning to think they're not the best franchise. Just Maybe, maybe. You might be onto something there. But uh, <laughs> uh, real quick, interrupt myself, but like, like clockwork, Nurkic just uh, signed a four-year with the Blazers, so he is there. Hey, breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Just on the fly here. All right, Orlando. Uh yeah, they have they have so many guys at those forward and center spots. I honestly I thought it was gonna be Wagner, Bencaro, and Carter Jr. to start as because I was I was just under the assumption Bomba was on the move. Like that was kind of all this all the spin this 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 last few weeks. But now that he's there, I mean does does Bomba go to the bench? Or does the rookie, the number one overall pick, go to the bench? I mean, it's just a very weird yeah. scenario. I I don't think they're going to bench Carter Jr. or Wagner. They both played quite well last year. And and then yeah, Jonathan Isaac, like he's he was a starter for a while, and he's just Mister Mystery Man over here. We've talked about him plenty, but I, I have no idea if he's even healthy. If he's going to play this season, like I know nothing. And if he does, it just makes it even worse. And it's just going to kind of see how the how the team uses their rotations, their new guys, and it, it's shaping up to be messier than I'd liked. But uh, maybe we'll get some answers. But I'm not hoping on it anytime soon. Yeah, I'm just trying to think it out in my head. Like, what is that starting lineup? I guess it would be Fultz, Suggs, Wagner, or and then and then that's where it gets confusing. Like, does yeah. does Jay? Does Ji start at start at the four, and then you move you move Bomba to the bench behind Wendell, and then how is Paolo getting his minutes? It's just there's so much going on here that I do not like. Yeah, if Isaac um, actually starts, then you have Bomba and Ben Caro coming off the bench, and that's just that's something I did not. And how do you find minutes for these guys? Yeah, it's know. just the the math is not there. I mean, unless they're going to do a a Lori Markin and starting at three kind of situation. I don't know. I guess that's kind of like J.I. starting at three, but even in that case, you still have Franz Vaughn. It's, it's a mess. Yeah. I guess the takeaway is we don't know. I'm staying away from Orlando. For now. Uh, for now, yeah. Also some breaking news. We had, uh, I think, Zach Levine just officially signed his deal. He did. I think that's the extent of that analysis. Zach Levine's yeah. great. Draft him. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with him. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, uh, the Cavs, they decided to give Rubio a big old deal. Uh, he played well with them last season. But they have Karis LeVert, don't they? And Darius Garland. I think that this means that – I think this means basically that Colin Sexton's gone. That's my takeaway. I don't know where Colin Sexton can go, but I am glad, you know – I'm project. I, we we don't have this information, but I'm assuming if the team signed Ricky Rubio, they're not also going to get Sexton. Let's put him on a different team, a hypothetical team. Is this a guy that you would be interested in drafting? He played really well before he got hurt. You're Rubio, right? No, Sexton. Sexton. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I I would be. Um, if he stays in Cleveland, I. Again, it's just it seems like more of a logjam. Darius Garland just balled out without him last season. Uh, I think he would have to end up on a different team for me to be interested. 
I'm trying to think of some teams off the top of my head who needs a point guard. But if he does land an ideal spot, then yeah, I, I would be. Um, he only played like 11 games last season. So we kind of need to see what it's all about. But we, he has proven himself before. And in those games, he looked he looked pretty good before the injury. And he's expected to be healthy for the season, to my knowledge. So, but yeah, if he if he does stay in Cleveland, it's going to be a little messy yet again. Like Garland's not going to play any less. Uh, he, he's going to play as much as he can. But what do you? What would you say? What do you think? I don't know. I'm just kind of scrolling through the teams to see. You know, there's not a lot of teams that need a point guard. It's the interesting. I, the Lakers do. The Lakers could use a point guard. Uh-huh. That could actually make sense, actually. But can I don't think they can afford them. They can't afford anyone. We can afford Damian Jones. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah, I just don't – I don't know where Sexton can wind up. I mean, the answer used to be Washington, and then they drafted a point card, and, and they signed Monte Morris, so they're kind of off the table. And they got Dylan um, Wright, too. Yeah, so yeah. so that's that's a no-go. There's too many point guards in this league. I know. Let's see here. Yeah, I just don't – I don't see anything obvious. Maybe Brooklyn – Maybe Brooklyn with Brooklyn self-destructing. Yeah. That that could be a place for him to go. The that would actually be fun. Maybe the Spurs. That was that was something that I was actually I was when I was scrolling through, I noticed the Spurs without DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh currently it looks like uh Trey Jones could be the starter there. And that would be incredibly interesting. He was that he was be, great as a starter last season. That would be very, very um, fun. Triple double threat. Good deals, maestro. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting one. Yeah. Now maybe I don't want Sexton to go there. Maybe I want it to be Trey Jones season in 2022. Who knows? Or 23 now. Trey Jones season. (laughs) Hey, I I like that. And that brings us a nice transition to his brother, uh, Tyus Jones, re-upped in Memphis. And Memphis also. Okay, we haven't covered this yet. Jaron Jackson Jr. Underwent surgery yesterday for a stress fracture in his foot. This injury is terrible. This is not an injury you ever want to hear. And his timetable was four to six months. And this is Jaron Jackson Jr. we're talking about, after all, who always takes way too long to recover. Or maybe not way too long, but he sure he sure takes his time. That timetable, at the minimum, he's going to miss the start of the season. I personally, I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see him till January. Memphis also lost Kyle Anderson yesterday to Minnesota. So I'm just trying to put the pieces together here. I think first off with JJJ going down, I think that makes Brandon Clark a really attractive late round target Mm -hmm. because we've seen him play well in spurts. The minutes should be there for him. Maybe he can finally get into the thirties. I'm also curious if they decide to run more small ball lineups if that allows Tyus Jones to get a little bit more minutes, also DeAnthony Melton's no longer around. And we all know that Tyus Jones, if he can get to 28-ish minutes, he can be fantasy relevant. Do you have any pushback against that? Are you feeling Tyus Jones? The, no, the I, brother's season? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say overall I'm probably a little higher on Clark than Jones if we're just talking Grizzlies. I know yeah. Clark's time is a little like shorter potentially, but I, I agree. I don't think we're going to see JJJ till till January till next year. And 
he was really good in the playoffs at, at certain points. He was playing heavy minutes, even with JJJ uh, active. I, I and plus when JJJ comes back, they're not going to throw him into thirty minutes right away. He'll foul out in in the first five. So they're going <laughs> to. I think they're going to ease him into it. And I think if you do snag Jackson Jr. at some point in your draft, I think you almost have to get Clark in there as like a handcuff. Yeah. So at least you can play one of them. And if you miss on Clark, you're just kind of playing the waiting game and hoping that uh, Jackson Jr. beats his timetable. And as for Jones, yeah, I, I agree. They lost a couple of their ball handers, like, like you said, in Anderson and Melton. So I I would I would love Tyus Jones 25 minutes tonight. That would be awesome. I'm not guaranteeing that'll happen. I think he could just resume his backup role and yeah. uh, just let the other other wings, let Bain, Bain play a couple more minutes. Uh, who else they got? Let Dylan, Dylan Brooks, I, I guess. Uh, I, I always forget he's still there. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I have no issue with Jones, like a late round guy. Because he's, and especially Jaw, he was hurt for a good chunk of last year. And uh, Jones was awesome when he was starting. So it, he, maybe he's a nice yeah. Jaw Morant hand. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. Tyus is just awesome just because, yeah, exactly. His assist to turnover ratio is like he's, close to leading the league in that like almost every season I know. Uh, he just doesn't turn the ball over and he gets steals he's awesome he takes really smart shots speaking of slow-mo going to minnesota i feel like this kind of ruins the power forward situation it was kind of it was really messy last year they never really settled on a starting power forward at times it was tarian prince at times it was Jaden mcdaniels at times it was jared vanderbilt and no one really separated themselves. And now we add Kyle Anderson, who I think could potentially start there. But I, I don't I don't know if I like him, even if he's starting. I kind of feel like this has the potential to just be a timeshare between everyone. Uh, is there anyone out of that group that you like or are you kind of avoiding it with the addition of Kyle Anderson, who, who they gave, I think, nine million a season? They gave him a decent bag. Yeah, something like that. I honestly will probably avoid altogether. Um, of the three, I would if I were to take one, I probably would be Anderson because he could play the three if they shift Edwards to the two at any point. And I don't McDaniels might be able to do that too, but Vanderbilt definitely can't play a three. So to my knowledge, at least, I don't think he has that <laughs> sort of arsenal in his game. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty much staying away. If if a couple of games go by and there's a clear cut like loser of this trio and they're just just totally in the doghouse and maybe one of them I'll take a flyer on and see what happens because early on in fantasy leagues there's usually a bunch of droppable guys so maybe I, that's something yeah. I do but uh, on draft night I if I were to draft someone it would be Anderson it wouldn't be till quite quite late yeah i agree i just feel like anderson's so much better in reality than fantasy he's one of those players that you know you can be a really good basketball player and kind of irrelevant in fantasy hoops and yeah. he's kind of one of those guys to me um but you know what it's time for time for a promo read Dietz and watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. 
Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. Uh, there's free contests. Uh, the contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in Major League Baseball on the PGA Tour NASCAR circuit. We also have a special contest on Tuesday and Thursdays called Battle of the Bets, where you can agree or disagree with our experts for a shot to collect some cash. How'd I deal with that promo, Reed? Fantastic. Are you feeling that? Yeah. You guys buy it? <laughs> I'm going to play right away now, right after we get off. <laughs> Your Lakers, Mr. Stonebreaker. I thought I felt this was a sneaky move. Y'all got Lonnie Walker. You let Malik Monk walk. You got Lonnie Walker for significantly cheaper, kind of similar players. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the Lakers need shooting. <laughs> I'm... At least semi-aware of, of that, yeah. <laughs> I feel that Lonnie Walker can provide that. I feel he could potentially start on this team. How do you feel about Lonnie Walker? Are you are you are you are you feeling the Skywalker? I you know I am. I it was he was probably my favorite signing of theirs yesterday. Not that he had much competition, but um, yeah, he the Lakers need shooters, man. He they need Less a score. Damian that, Jones. Yeah, Damian Jones. Troy Brown Jr. and JTA. Right, we got. right, yeah. right. right, right. <laughs> Such a funny group. At least we got younger, though. That, that's you that's a plus. But anyway, yeah. I mean, Lonnie can hit the outside shot. He wasn't great. His career low, 31.4% last season. But I think he, he bumps that up. Uh, LeBron's someone you can get shots from easily. Right. But so is DeJounte. So, but it's hard mm-hmm. to compare the two. Different, different cities, different offenses. If he, I think he could start, and in, in that case, I think he could be worth a pick in fantasy drafts. Honestly, he, his fantasy game isn't all that exciting, kind of Anthony Simons esque, uh, maybe yeah. a few less threes. But if you really need points and threes, I, I mean, Lakers do need offense desperately. I mean, I, I think he could be that kind of that sort of microwave scorer. Even if he does come off the bench, I think he could he could put up some some double digit points on average. Yeah, and there's just there's just not there's not competition for him really. Avery uh, Bradley. So. <laughs> Avery Bradley and and if Taylor Horton Tucker could step up, but he was really disappointing his sophomore year. So he won't. Step uh, I up. think. <laughs> I think I think I think it's there uh, for walk for Walker to be a potential late round flyer. Yeah, agreed. Are you afraid of drafting Thunder players? Do you think they're, they're going to tank again? I do. I'm actually almost positive they are because they have their eyes on Mr. Wimbanyama. 
That's what I've heard. It's, it's so early, and how people know this already is Y'all just... talking about Wembenyama. This guy hasn't even played in his, his next level yet. Where is this kid? I don't even know where this kid plays. Y'all are ahead I, of me on this. Yeah, I, I don't know much about him, but <laughs> I, I know he's just like he's like seven three and just a giant like nine seven standing reach or something, and right. just so so smooth with the ball. But yeah, I, that'll be a problem next season. But I, I do think they're still in their tank mode. I think Presti like even admitted that like a few months ago. Like they said they planned on not being competitive like down the line or something like that. And it's just. Thank you, whoever admitted that, for telling us fantasy managers that, hey, maybe you shouldn't draft these guys. Like, I've been burned by SGA too many times and just refuse to draft him. Uh, he's like the number one, like, don't draft for me on OKC. I can maybe be convinced of some of the others. I love Josh Giddy, but then even he was he was hurt, but he was also shut down. I don't believe that the injury was not playable on. Poku was a lot of fun down the stretch. Now they, but now they have Holmgren to maybe take some of his minutes. And is Holmgren going to be too good to play? Or like, or if he's going to help them win, he's not going to play. So I mean, it's just it's just total thunder things happening. Um, long answer short, I do not plan on drafting Thunder players. If I do, I am limiting myself at one of them, and it, hopefully it'll be like Giddy or. Maybe Holmgren if he falls to me. But other than that, I I can't do it. Here's my thing. I don't I feel like we're getting a little bit too like, yes, they're gonna tank. Don't draft any of these guys. And that's fine because I feel like that this is a narrative that's out there. But I feel like that that's just gonna lower all of these guys' draft stock. Now, SGA, his draft stock won't be lowered. I'm not interested. I've never been interested. Uh, maybe maybe in two years when they aren't tanking anymore, I'll take a swing at SGA. But someone like Josh Giddy, you know, last year, I think I got him close to the last round. And and someone like Chet, if the narrative is we're not drafting Thunder and we get to round 10, I'm taking a swing on Chet. Oh, yeah. This guy blocks a million shots a minute. Like, so... I don't want to just be so harping on on don't draft Thunder, don't draft Thunder. They're going to tank. You know, trades are available, fellas. You can draft a guy. If you say, let's say you get Chet really late or you get Giddy really late and he's putting up mid-round value, you can probably trade him during the season. Like, even if it is the narrative, you know, the chance for them to exceed that draft position is so great. So that's all I'll say about OKC Thunder. Yeah. To be clear, if Giddy's there past 100, if Shet's there past 100, like I will make an exception and probably take both of them. Like that's that's good value, I think, no matter what happens. So just to be clear, I'm not like a hard, hard no, but just overall, I'm mostly off on them, I'd say is my, my stance right now. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I got one. I got one of the crew. <laughs> Danilo wants to go to Boston. Who cares? Uh, we're I think that's pretty much it. But here's I'll take us out on this one guy that we haven't heard really anything about since he was bought out. I know who this uh, is, <laughs> Mr. Kemba Walker. Man, I don't know. I, I, I doesn't seem like his his uh demand is all that high right now. I think we need to see some some more uh, large pieces to fall. But let me put this at you: Golden State Warriors. 
championship team. They just lost their backup point guard in GP2. What if Kemba Walker tried to chase a ring and accepted a backup role in Golden State? I don't think that means he's fantasy relevant, but is do you think that that's, that's out there? Or where do you think Kemba could wind up? Or do you think Kemba could be fantasy relevant anywhere? We already kind of talked about how there's not room for point guards around the league. Yeah, I, th- I think your scenario is foreseeable. Um, the Warriors did lose a backup point card. I, fe- I feel like it's something the Lakers could do, too. It's just so up their alley, just drafting an old guy with one leg. But I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you would. Honestly, I don't really care where he lands. I No thanks on, on the fantasy standpoint there. I'm totally off. Someone will probably take him if he's a Laker or a Warrior. But right. he was so bad last year, and I just he had a couple. He had a he had like one that one good stretch I remember. But other than that, he was just pretty pretty bad, and I I'm not interested whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had that forty piece, and then Tom Tibbs was just like, mm, I don't want I don't want you anymore, <laughs> which makes me a little bit semi nervous about Jalen Brunson. Honestly, I mean, geez, is Jalen Brunson a Tibbs guy? I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? How do you feel about Jalen Brunson in New York? We we you talked we talked about this on on the last pod about how he's going to New York. Yeah, um, yeah. But that was figurative, and now he is. Yeah, I do mean, you have any I, any hesitancy about about him getting the Tibbs treatment? Very minimal. Uh, I I think, I mean, they they are paying him so much, and I, I know Tibbs doesn't really have much to do with the the monetary value of of his guys, but. I don't think the team would pay him that much. They didn't like trust him and want him at the helm. He's another one of those guys. I feel like someone else is going to take him before me in leagues, but I am pretty high on him. I, in a perfect world, I'd say he goes like 19, seven assists and like a steal, maybe, maybe one and a half, two threes. Like that would be awesome. That's gotta be around fourth, fifth round numbers. And I think that's where he'll, he'll get drafted, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, Brunson absolutely has all-star potential uh, as a starting point guard. The only problem that I could see is is Tibbs. That's it. But, you know, if Tibbs Tibbs wants to just give him Tibbs minutes, maybe he's going to play 48 minutes a game and he'll just have incredible stat lines. Yeah, if he stays healthy, that would be be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I think we did it. We knocked it out of the park. We got through most of the major free agency stuff so far. So I think I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Is there anything you want to, any final words from the stone break? I think that's it. I just saw, it was a few minutes ago, John Wall did officially sign with the Clippers two year, 13-ish million, something like that. Mm, Weird. Are you drafting, (laughs) are you drafting John Wall anywhere in fantasy? What what do you think about this? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, even if we're talking outside the top 100, I feel like there's so many other kind of mystery guys you could get. Like, like, like if Chet was there, I'd rather have Chet or, or even Jabari Smith, one of the, one of the rookies. We didn't even talk about Jaden Ivy, but he's a guy I really like. And, and also the Kings guy, uh, Uh, Murray, Keegan Murray, Murray. all these guys I expect to be kind of there late. And I don't, I don't want to take a shot on a guy who, Really hasn't played for five years. Yeah, so, uh, I'm not depressing. <laughs> yeah, uh, 113 games over last five seasons. Yeah, that's not great. Still, probably more than Anthony Davis. 
<laughs> nice. All right, Mr. Stonebreaker. That'll do it for us. And we will catch you on uh, Monday. Cool. Sweet. All right. Thank you, Jared. Adios. No problem. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.